0: Hey everybody, it's Mike Jeff for Chicago Jazz Magazine, ChicagoJazz.com, and welcome to another episode of Around Town. Today we've got a wonderful trumpet player, Marcus Roots. He's got a brand new recording called Storybook. It is on the J. Mark Records and also available at RootsMusicWorks.com. He's got a performance coming up February 28th. At the Fulton Street Collective. And Marcus, congratulations on this recording. I know you you keep putting recordings out, you're playing all over the place, you're keeping things happening as usual. Thanks for taking a few minutes today.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Thanks for uh, having me on the the podcast. Uh, And I really appreciate your your comments and introduction. You know, I'm excited to talk about the recording, and uh, we do have the performance coming up at Fulton Street. And we'll play the music from the recording as well, as some perhaps some new compositions too. i just had something on, on the first of the year.
0: Of course, you, you keep writing, you keep composing, but this recording, okay, storybook, right? And the thing I love about this, and I know we talked a little bit off offline before we came on and started doing the show, but I love the fact that you, this is like um, written in chapters. It's about your life, really. It's kind of like the opening of your life, your, your, your storybook, right? The Marcus Root storybook. And the other thing that I love about it is I think it's in some press stuff that I've seen, or maybe you and I talked about it at one point, but there's a quote, it kind of sums the entire process up for the listener too, which I love because I love it when artists tell the story about the music. So when the listener is listening to it, they can hear it in the meaning and the way that the artist actually is talking about, which actually just opens everything up. If you ask me when I'm, when I'm listening to things like that. So one of the quotes you put out storybook is a personal postcard. I am sending to create a soundscape of happiness, pleasure, peace in the lives of listeners. I love that. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about this. You know, it's, it's, it's your storybook. So talk a little bit about just coming up with the concept of, thinking about, hey, you know what? I'm going to write something, call it storybook, and kind of open up my life through music.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, as we were talking about just before the uh, process here, um, the recording is about stories, and as much as it's about my personal story, I'm I'm very much a universalist, and that's my philosophical side, where, you know, it is my story, but my story doesn't exist without other stories. And likewise, the other way around. So, you know, hopefully I've had some kind of positive influence on other people. I know they've had had that on me. And so those people and uh, instances are wrapped up in this reporting, you know, right from the start, in fact, it's uh, opening is really everyone experienced this in 2020 with the global pandemic, but that's uh, as a result of that time period being, um, let's say, uh, limited in movement and everything else i began a podcast as a composer residence with the rose theater from washington dc and that is a theater group which is all about stories you know so yeah. that music is weaving in and out uh rhapsody in blue themes arrangements based on on george Gershwin's music uh you know populate that podcast and those within those stories and you know the first tune is a derivative of that it's it's a little it's a a riff or a phrase from Rhapsody in Blue, which I extended, reharmonized, and that opens up the, uh, the recording. And then, you know, uh, thinking about it and pulling back and thinking about it in a bigger picture, um, you know, just thinking about my own story and how I've been influenced and a lot of it has been early on has been Miles Davis. He's on the other side of the room, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Miles Davis, you know, and, and I've read so many times and I'm sure anyone who's interested in him or in music in that period has read about how, you know, he moved to New York City and, you know, went to Juilliard for a time and then was on 52nd Street and how much Charlie Parker influenced him. You know, and clearly that's the case. Yeah. then you kind of turn it around like, well, you know, him showing up there, that influenced the others, including Charlie Parker to some extent also. So that's kind of the idea is that we're all wrapped up in each other's realities.
0: You know, you know what I love about the, the way you did this as well. And, you know, I've talked to hundreds of musicians, obviously over the years and did interviews with them. And when I talk to the composers and the arrangers um, specifically, I'm always curious about the process and about the concept, but I think you're the first person because this is laid out in chapters And I think you're the first person that's ever put something together that I've talked to in almost like a book form, right? Like a story book, thus the name, but with chapters. There's an intro, there's an epilogue. And what you talked about, Miles Davis, kind of goes into the next chapter and the next chapter. So the first chapter on there is called Everyday Life. And to me, that's kind of the ebb and flow of Marcus's life, right? So, I mean, to put the concept together, I mean, you know, you might wake up and you're, you're cranking really hard and then things slow down in the middle of the day and then things are getting hectic again and things are going on and on. I mean, did you start off with a melody? Did you start off with just the concept and then say, you know what, I'm going to start something hectic, then I'm going to slow it down or, or vice versa? I mean, how did you sit down and say, how am I going to write about my everyday life and put compositions around that before we even get to the next chapters, which are pretty meaningful as well?
1: Thanks. Thanks. A little bit of both. Uh, I had some forethought for sure to, to put it into that that uh, design. Um, part of that design with the um, epilogue and uh, and uh, all, all the uh, prologue, the epilogue, and the chapters in between are uh, really part of you know, the story, like we were saying, about how people influence us. So on one of the pages of, of my website, which I've been working quite a bit on to try to uh, bring up to a better standard than where I had it, there's a, there's a page called Lanyap, and Lanyap is a little something extra, the New Orleans term, that, you know, has a has that meaning. Um, and that, within that, there's a list of books and, and recordings that, that influenced me early on. One of those is The Rise of Theodore Roosevelt, believe it or not. This is a, when I, one winter day when, when I was, you know, we were kind of snowed in in the, in the past. I'll just mm-hmm. I'll name it that way. Um I was, you know, kind of in my in in our uh, uh, family room or spare rooms. Uh, my mom had a bookshelf, and there was a Reader's Digest condensed book on it. So I read that story about Theodore Roosevelt. But wow, this guy had like six lives, you know, just things he did with the resources he had. Of course, his family was well off. Uh, nonetheless, he overcame a lot, and it, his story was so interesting. You know, coming overcoming asthma by, by you know, you appreciate this by his physical exercise. As a child, yeah. The point really is that I um, it was so interested me that I went to the library, and checked out another book, and so the writer is is uh, Edmund Morris, and Edmund Morris um, uh, wrote this this and then followed up with a a later book, uh, Theodore Rex. Second half of his life, the first book biography goes into the first part of his life up to his presidency, the rest is the rest of his life. Point being is that it influenced me. Quite a bit, and the way he lays out the book is is similar in nature. With it, the prologue, mm-hmm. each chapter has a quote, uh, part of a, a poem, or something that would introduce the chapter. So, really, I guess that book influenced me for that concept of design, uh, in that sense.
0: Well, you know, it's it, it 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 makes a lot of sense, especially you know composing music. Mm-hmm. And you're telling a story. I mean, whether you're telling your life story or whether you're talking about somebody from the 1800s, and you're composing music. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of uh, composers out there that have written themed pieces of works around certain historical figures uh, and, and a tribute to them. But you know, putting it in chapter form really makes a lot of sense. And then I love it. So you're doing everyday life. And then you move to the second chapter, which is what learning is an inevitable opportunity, an enviable opportunity. And, uh, you know, and then you talk about some of your influences and you write pieces to them or you also play a couple of tunes in homage to them. So uh, you pick that out and then you go in to the to the last part of it, the sentiments. Right. And those are songs that have influenced you, even though you didn't really know the artist, but you knew the artist through their music. So just talk about I mean, I'm sure you probably had hundreds of influences. I mean, with your playing and stuff, I mean, you you will it down to three with three or four. I mean, which which better person than me, because when somebody asks me you know, who are my influences? I could go on for an hour. Of course, if anybody watching the show, they know I can go on for an hour by myself anyways. So I will stop talking, but well, that's my, my, I'm, I'm curious about that because I think it's really interesting how you pinpointed it. And so you must have a story about some of these either songs or these artists that really affected you in order to put this into the context of the compositions.
1: Well, absolutely. Yeah. That, that That's it. Exactly. So you, you mentioned the first chapter, the first chapter is, um, is uh, the straightaway or here or now you know, that describes what you just mentioned. It's, it's everyday life, the, the ups and downs, you know, we like to uh, explore Chicago, you know, uh, you know, my wife has lived here her whole life essentially. And, and, and me for a couple decades now, I guess. And, uh, this is where my family's from, but nonetheless, we like to get out. I mean, 77 neighborhoods, you know, plus some coming, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm um, uh, but we love to just kind of like just uh, have that escapade We call it an escapade. We'll just, we'll just kind of go out and, and explore and just see what, what happens. So that, that's that chapter. And as you say, there's some transitional material in between um, that, that are interludes. And so they interlude into the next chapter, as you mentioned, um, learning is an enviable opportunity, which is uh, an Einstein quote. And, you know, so that's kind of an homage to him, you know, and his, his work as, as a, you know, just a genius as well as a, an educator as well, and also uh, influence on my, my own mother who was a physicist as well. So that's how I know that quote, in fact. <laughs> um, so hopefully everything has some kind of relevance. And then when you get into the influences within that chapter, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thrilled, damn thrilled <laughs> to say that one of those influences, just listen to Storybook this week. Uh, up in Madison, Wisconsin, Richard Davis was, was listening to it with, with Charles Franz from W.O.R.T. So I, I'm thrilled that he heard that because one of those tunes on the recording is is short story. It fits with the theme. And I, that's had a heavy influence on me as well. In and out of Joe, the Joe Henderson. Report. So that's that's obviously one person. Yeah. You know, and I can mention the other two as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, just overall, I mean, the entire recording is is fantastic. I encourage everybody to pick it up. And again, as I always say, you know, when you when you understand and read, you know, the liner notes and read the importance of it, because once you understand what you're listening to, um, then it takes on a whole different way of listening to stuff. I mean, that's how I always talk about that when musicians go and they play at at clubs and they don't tell people anything other than this is an original called whatever nobody knows what it's like okay well great what yeah exactly whatever you know they're listening to it it's great but they don't really understand the deep meaning behind the writing of it i mean and you could even take that to another level with all the standards and everything else which i think a lot of people don't really understand what some of the standards are and if they did they'd be like wow man that's pretty heavy but that's another conversation for another day but it i will was. say everybody should check this out and read the liner notes when you're listening to it because then you will hear all the different meanings and probably hear all of the different influences in marcus's playing wouldn't you agree
1: i i appreciate that a lot yeah i, I spent a good deal of time on, <clears throat> on the liner notes so that's obviously available on the the actual um this copy i haven't put that up online yet uh that probably go into different section, so people can can read that because I think it does contribute to the, the listening experience and you know uh, one of the things he said was um, you know about the meaning of standards so at one point in time uh, you know when I was in college and studying with mr. Marsalis um, he mentioned the meaning behind it, or where or when and it's about reincarnation you know that's from the lyrics which I you know had not, no idea and there is a tribute to him on this recording also called mr e valid I wrote. Which is in that same chapter we're talking
0: about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a fantastic recording. And now let's just talk a little bit about who's on the recording because it's a, in addition to the compositions, you also have a killer group. So talk a little bit about the band and who's playing with you on this recording.
1: Yeah. Um, so many, so many good things I can say. I mean, they're just, uh, Adrian Ruiz first and foremost, I guess, is, is the person I would mention because he's, he's partnered with me on, uh, the other recordings that i've done as well as the um, rose rhapsody the podcast uh, from the theater group and he is uh he's, a, he's just to me he's just a, a very fantastic player where uh we're in sync uh, as far as like uh, accompaniment and you know, just a good balance especially uh, in the performance of balance and he, he's so active I'm, I'm i'm glad to have him on the recording and it just adds a, a beautiful touch and Helped to uh, also um, record at pianoforte here in Chicago with a fantastic piano, um, and his story. By the way, we did a, a December listening party for the recording, and and he didn't recall at the time, but he was going through some some medical um, uh, uh, procedures and had had uh, that experience. He, he didn't even remember part of the recording because he had been uh, <laughs> in such pain trying to manage that pain.
0: Wow, man. Well, who else is who 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 else is playing on it? Because you've got a, you've got the sax, bass, drums. Talk a little bit of.
1: Yeah, uh, then I would mention Cheryl Cassidy. So um, you know, I was really really thrilled that she could make it, and she asked me at the the outset. She said, "Hey, um, do you want anything specific?" I said, "You know, whatever you would like to contribute, really, because I knew it would be just just killing." <laughs> yeah. Know, so she brought, I believe, uh, soprano also, but didn't play it. Um, but tenor and alto, and so she was uh, able to uh, record on tenor. And I'm not sure about her other recordings, that she's done that. Um, however, I was really thrilled to do that. and actually had a, a, another saxophonist listen to it and, and comment that that this, the um, harmony, or the um, synchronicity, let's say, between trumpet and saxophone was, was great. That that was Bryce Winston from my other recordings, so I uh, I take that as a it's a good resource. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who are, so who they, else? They, they,
1: the other people are um, Kurt White's and Samuel Peter's bassists in varying degrees. So Samuel Samuel plays on the um, recording session. So there were th- there were four altogether in a, in a short period of time. Um, and Samuel plays with uh, um, Kyle Swan on drums on the, on the quintet versions tunes, to include the the other tribute, which is Kenny Durham. For uh, for a, a buffalo, uh, the blues tune uh, with some slight reharmonizations, uh, and then uh, we have Kyle Ashey on guitar. I was thrilled that he could make it, and that added another element that I wanted to do for a while, which is a duet, a trumpet guitar duet on "Bow and Soul Eyes," which I love so much by Mal Walker. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think, I don't think I'm missing anybody at this point. <laughs>
0: I think, I think you got it, but I mean, it's a killing group. And, uh, so storybook it's available at RootsMusicWorks.com. Of course it will we'll link it all up below. And, uh, and then of course, Fulton street collective, you're going to be, um, performing February 28th, Tuesday night, the second group that night, but we'll, we'll put a link there so you can check it out It's Chris Anderson's Fulton street collective, uh, jazz series over there, 1821 West Hubbard in Chicago. And, uh, Man, Marcus, congratulations, man. This is quite a quite a recording, and I'm glad you put it out. I think it just came out in maybe, what, December? Or so? No, it's just coming out now,
1: right? Yeah, February release.
0: That's it, yeah, because you did a little pre-stuff, but it's February release, so that's coming out now. So you've got an entire year. To go and play this all over the place and make sure people can experience it live and in person, because that's always the best way to experience music. But of course, if you can't, pick up the recording at RootsMusicWorks.com. Marcus, thanks so much for jumping on with me today, man. Congratulations as usual, and I hope to see you somewhere in person very soon.
1: Appreciate that. It would be good to see you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to thank everybody for watching as usual. Of course, all the information is at ChicagoJazz.com. And until next time, hopefully I will see somebody out on the scene.